Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon. Hey everyone, Hurricane Liz here, your typical host for Howie's podcast. But as usual, I got the man, the myth, the legend on with me, Mr. Howard Ty. And today, before we say hi to Howie, let me just kind of pre-frame this. Now, the next speaker and the guest that we have on this podcast is going to be a return speaker. So a lot of the things that he did in the actual first mastermind were highly coveted information that people just went bananas for. And as a result... He's been asked to come back and everybody that basically went to the first one wants to hear what this guy has to say because he's constantly testing, constantly trying new things. And in fact, before I even jumped on this actual podcast, he was already revealing some results with a test he's running at this moment with the professor himself. So Howie, how excited are you to have Anthony back first of all? And what kind of fireworks do you think he's going to be displaying here at the second annual uh, professor's PPE event, which we will give details about at the end of this podcast. Well, I'm pretty excited because we, I, I talk to him every, almost every day, actually, about uh, what we're working on, what, what stuff we should try. And, you know, like me and Anthony always talk about, like, we're in the lab, right? We're always testing stuff to make sure that uh, the things that we're doing is actually working so that, you know, we use our accounts, trying to see if things that we think is going to work is going to work. So it's going to, it's really interesting. And we've been doing a lot of uh, really innovative and really explosive things that we want to uh, talk about at the, this mastermind. So, yeah. Right. And you know, before we say hi to Anthony again, let me just say this. Now, typically we have a certain criteria or format that we follow with all our speakers and we ask them the same thing because we want to get very different perspectives on what's going on right now in the world of Amazon. But today, since we've already had Anthony on previously, it's going to be a little bit more non-traditional. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to try to squeeze some words out of Howie. I know we always say he's a man of few words, but this time around, we're going to try to squeeze some extra words out of him. As we did yesterday, the time that we had the last podcast, it was Patrick. And I was talking about how Howie had a man crush on Patrick's hair. I will say this much. Howie has a man crush on Anthony's brain because of the fact that there's so many things going on there. And the beautiful thing about Anthony is whatever he thinks, he gets out there and he tests. So that's one thing that I also, like I envy about him. I, if I had time to do all that with all the crap that comes in through my mind, Lord knows what would be happening in the world today. But I will say this much. So for those reasons, we are going to be doing this non-traditional interview. But let's first get into this, Howie, with, I wanted to bring up to you before we introduce Anthony. I was just having a conversation with a friend the other day ago about what actual genius is. You know, there's a lot of theories about what genius is, but one of the things that comes to mind when I hear Anthony talk is I feel that genius can depend on what exactly you do or one thing that you specialize in. And I feel that we all in our own rights could be geniuses if we just put our mind to it and we focus on one thing and we get that good at that one thing. And for one, I can say that after having just brief conversations with Anthony for a very long time. I can say that he is a genius of collecting data, analyzing data, and then learning how to rank best on Amazon with the current actual conditions on Amazon. Would you agree or disagree? And what more can you add to that in terms of what I've been able to gather from just knowing Anthony for a brief period of time and just having a few brief conversations with him? Well, from from what I've been working with him for the past six 
the seven months regarding ranking and things that we've been testing. He's very analytics, analytical, and he really does go in and try some of his ideas out just like that. Oh, I have an idea. Uh, let me try it out. So he goes in there and he's very focused in that sense where he would actually spend some time, even though it takes a little bit more uh, tediousness because of you know how mini chat and some other funnels and stuff like that works. So he does all out and trying to prove a point. Does this work or does not work? So we recently had like a, uh, a client that we had, we actually posted on the forums or the our own Facebook groups and stuff like that about a, a client that we had that ranked, I think it was like 20 something, 20 something position. Was that 20 something position for the, yeah, I think it was 20 something position. And then uh, it's actually like 140 plus day year old uh, product. It's like a thousand four hundred day old. So that's like a really old product. And we revived it actually. It took us like about a, a within a week, we kind of boosted up that particular keyword to uh, page uh, one and spot one, position one. So that was really interesting on how we did it. And uh, yeah, and we were doing it through Signalytics and what we're uh, about to actually kind of tug on what actually, what Anthony's going to talk about. Actually, I'll let Anthony tell, tell you guys about it. Yeah, I know. I know for a fact that Anthony's, like I said, he's got a lot going on. So whatever he could think today could change because he comes up with some interesting brand new data that he absolutely feels he has to deliver to you guys. But I will say this much before I say hi uh, to you, Anthony, like, like I said, I envy the fact about you that you have an idea and you're so passionate about that idea that you have to get it answered. Whereas like someone like me will have an idea and then all of a sudden a squirrel run by and I'll wind up on the beach, <laughs> chilling, drinking a mojito. Uh, but you, you get your nose down to the grindstone, you work on it, and you figure out all the mysteries that the rest of us want to know. So now what I typically say when something like that happens is I'll just wait to see what Howard and Anthony have to say. But let me go ahead and let you remind people, we usually have people do the elevator pitch and to tell them why you think you should be speaking at the professor's second annual pandemic event. But instead, just remind people who you are, what you specialize in. And I know how he mentioned Signalytics. So tell us a little bit more about that so that we can kind of get to know you a little better and get to know, most importantly, what you've been working on these past three months that have passed since the first ever pandemic event. Sure. Okay. So once again, I'm Anthony Lee, CEO of Signalytics. My specialty is sitting in the lab with the, the com algorithmic components, trying to figure out, you know, what marketplace algorithm, search algorithms respond to. And as a result, I end up finding out some of the fastest ways to rank products on page one in top positions for greater visibility. What I've been working on, well, I mean, Signalytics, so that's where all of my efforts have been. I've obviously been working on trying to refine the process while we have development on a, a platform that will offer ranking services to everybody. But our, our most recent focus for the past three months, aside from my testing, has been developing the PFR tool, which we are days away, days away from uh, releasing. So that, in a nutshell, has, has been what I've been up to. So I know you do a lot of social stuff. Can you tell uh, people what what you do? Because you all, you do a lot of these TikTok videos, and it's like it seems like you do it like daily. Like every day I see a new TikTok video of you of what what you're gonna help and 
help e-commerce people learn how to do e-commerce from logistics all the way down to like uh, ranking. So what, what's your followers like and when did you start? I actually started in January. Currently I have just shy of 63,000 followers. And honestly, I believe that's because the, the algorithm has kind of slowed, changed the way that they uh, distribute content. And uh, so my hundred a day followers jumped down to 10. I try to explain this to people too, who aren't familiar with algorithms, but I know anybody that's been in the Amazon space for any amount of time knows this is how it works, right? Like one thing's happening and then all of a sudden rank changes. Turns out social media algorithms are very similar. So I'm trying to figure out how to crack that nut on the side, of course, because ranking Amazon products is my number one focus. But yeah, I make that content in an effort to, it's a, it's more of a long game. A, I'm building a kind of a personal brand and credibility, but B, whenever I figure out a way to monetize that, this stands as a case study on how to use a platform like TikTok to grow a brand. So, and it's not just my account, but I'm also trying to build out a couple other ones uh, just to see if it can be replicated across niches. Because, you know, social commerce is coming. I mean, you talk about this all the time, Howard. So the best thing that we can do is figure out how to position ourselves for when that day does come. And the ones that are best positioned will be the ones that end up being able to take the most advantage. Yeah, like... um. For, for social commerce, like, I, I think we are pretty good on being a front runner up. We've already started like uh, being, doing a lot of our ranking through social, social accounts and social media and stuff like that. So yeah, it's uh, one of the things that we want to push into our social signals. Again, uh, I also wanted to ask, uh, I, a lot of people were really interested in uh, what you wrote on last time regarding the Google aspect of how Google and Amazon relates. Uh, can you talk a little bit about it? Sure. So the reason that I wrote that video is one of the things, like I learn a lot through the tests that I run, but the truth is I'm still, I'm not a developer. So like I'm, my ears are always open to things that I might not have known. So I had actually recently learned how to check the referrer on any website. And as soon as that happened, I started testing all kinds of things, right? So I'm looking at the referrer on a listing after you go from a search page, the referrer on a listing after you come through different websites, Pinterest, Google, the referrer on a listing after you go through a a bit.ly link, after you go through a pixel file link, like just, I dove into that probably for like five or six hours and I was fascinated uh, by what I was seeing, how some parameters in a URL are passed on certain pages while others are not, especially on Amazon. And then I started also really diving into like what indexes on Google and doing kind of trying to dive into what I can find as far as evidence for how Amazon views Google traffic. And that's when the building blocks for that, that article came about because I started really learning about how important Google is to Amazon. I don't know how important Amazon is to Google, but I know that Google is extremely important to Amazon because it's still the number one search engine in the world. And what's interesting about Amazon is obviously all the search that happens there, most of it anyway, has either direct search or direct purchase intent or indirect purchase intent. Like, but people are 
if they're not going to buy something, they're going to research a product for it to be considered as a purchase. So it's, you know, completely e-commerce focused, but Google is the search engine that informs the world about their questions. Well, how much of that traffic can be siphoned into a creation of, of, of purchase intent? And that's the reason why Google is so important uh, because it's the top of the funnel. So, and, and you can piece, I mean, I pieced the evidence together in that article, but at the end of the day, if we, if we agree Google is important to Amazon, then the next logical step in that is understanding that Amazon wants as many of their pages to convert to whatever the call to action is as possible. And since it's an e-commerce platform, most of the time that's going to be a purchase. Sometimes it'll be other things because they don't like a hundred percent of Amazon's pages aren't pages where you directly buy something, but most of the time it's going to be a purchase. So if that's the most important intent on the platform and we conclude that Amazon, that Google is very important to Amazon, then that means that traffic from Google that leads to a purchase of a product on Amazon has to be like the number one thing that one of the top things that Amazon wants. So if all of these things we decide to accept is true based on the evidence that I provided in the article, then the next logical step is we've got to start driving that. So we got to start routing people to Google to then refer from Google to Amazon to make a purchase so that we can give Amazon this magical mixture of stuff that they want and, and reap the rewards thereafter. You know, Anthony, you mentioned a lot about uh, going back to TikTok, which is the thing that I'm kind of interested in. Uh, 65,000 actual TikTok followers. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I struggle. I'm at 20,000 on YouTube and I'm like 65,000. That's insane. One thing just piqued my curiosity before I get into the absolute serious question, but that's 65,000. I've got a lot of sexy friends that get on TikTok and they actually do like lip syncing and stuff like that. Have you had to do any of that or shake out, shake around your booty to get some subscribers or... Is it all purely like Amazon stuff? Almost. Well, it's not all Amazon. It's all typically uh, business related. I also share like Google Sheets hacks because I use that a lot in my business. Facebook marketing stuff about chatbot. And I have like five or six videos where I'm dancing, but not like choreography. Like I used to be like a hip hop dancer. So I'm doing that uh, just to kind of like a pattern interrupt. Uh, but I have facts about either me or my business on, on, on the screen while I'm doing it. So, so yeah, that's all just business content. It's very, and, and TikTok knows that because they, I've, I'm noticing based on the conversations I've had with other people in their FYP, that stands for for you page. For those of you who are not on TikTok, that that's the only place that I show up is when people are like very niche down to wanting to learn about business and stuff. So I'm definitely going to have to subscribe to your TikTok, whatever it is, to see those dancing videos. That's got me really curious. I want to check that out. But, you know, going back to TikTok, I know that recently there's been a lot of speculation in terms of what's going to happen to WhatsApp, what's going to happen to TikTok. I know a lot of friends that I have on WhatsApp are like, hey, follow me here. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm talking about WeChat. Follow yeah. me here instead of WeChat. But what do you think is going to happen? Or what, what do you think is in the realm for TikTok? I know everything's up in the air. Maybe it's not. Maybe I missed the news, but who knows? What do you think in your opinion, it's going to go on there. So I actually just did a video on this. All right. So the facts as it, as it is right now, TikTok partnered up with Oracle and Walmart. So 
as far as the U.S.'s and specifically Trump and his administration's concerns about security, uh, that part's actually been addressed because Oracle's partnership meant that all the servers that would store any user data would be in U.S. controlled, you know, cloud space. So none of that would get passed to China, which was the original concern. However, we now have an algorithm problem, kind of the the golden piece to the, you know, to what makes TikTok so special is their algorithm. Well, supposedly that's what everybody says. Here's the thing. The big thing that made TikTok so different from everybody else, not, isn't just the algorithm, but it's the way they serve content. Everybody else is you go out there and you find followers or make friends and then you see their content or you can take an extra step to go explore and then you can like search hashtags and stuff, but it's such a random mix. TikTok came in and said, you know what? We're going to base the entire thing around you see random people's content, unless you want to take the extra step to go see the ones that you're following. And the random people's content isn't going to be a crazy like mix. We're, we're not only relying on people using hashtags properly because you can't do that. People don't use hashtags properly. We're relying instead on your activity. So they created this algorithm, which is actually an AI that it's a machine learning algorithm that just simply pays attention to your activity. And then based on that activity puts you in content buckets. So everybody's kind of freaking out about like, this is the most special algorithm in social media. Well, at the last minute, China passed uh, a law basically putting that type of technology into uh, a prohibited export list, which means that they can't send the code to anybody outside of China without the government's okay, which is, it's very unlikely that they're ever going to give that okay. So the reason that's a concern to America is because that essentially would give China the same power to do what the Russians do on Facebook, which is promote certain content and suppress other content to affect the minds and the hearts of Americans. Literally what was, has already been done, and it's probably still continuing on Facebook, they're concerned that China would have that power. And anyway, so there are obviously talks about how they would recreate the, the algorithm. Everybody in the media is obviously saying, oh, well, if they change the algorithm, TikTok won't be the same. That's the heart of it. But these are people that, I mean, I guess they, have, they don't have enough faith in, in the developers that, that they will undoubtedly have access to. I personally don't think that the users would see much of a change. Uh, the concept is there. They just have to build you know, machine learning algorithms that kind of replicate it. I'm not... I don't, I don't, I'm not a developer, but it doesn't sound like insanely impossible to me. In fact, I probably have friends that are convinced that they could do it. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be a huge deal if that happens. So as long as that means that TikTok is alive and well in the United States, the partnership with Walmart is the part that interests me the most because that could very well mean that somebody with decision, decision-making uh, powers is going to be pushing for the social, the social commerce aspect to come to fruition faster. It already exists in the Chinese version. So I'm hoping that that means that Walmart is going to take a stake in, you know, continuing to build out their e-commerce dominance or an attempt at developing an e-commerce dominance. And that starts 
by pushing social commerce through TikTok. So I predict that as long as everybody that's involved is making the right decisions, we will start being able to see, you know, brand and business pages with a buy now button, maybe similar to like shoppable posts on Instagram or whatever. And that might even build out to entire storefronts that can exist on the platform. But uh, it's definitely an exciting concept and I can't wait to see what, what it actually turns into. Right. I, I for one have to say that I feel like Walmart's kind of the, been the underdog for so long that now they're very sneaky and it's almost like they have a little shank and they're are following Amazon and it's like prison shank. So they're doing the whole prison shank behind this like elephant's back and who knows what's going to happen if something like that were, were to really uh, come to fruition. But, you know, going back to, you spoke a lot earlier about something called PFR, which a lot of the actual listeners do know what that is, but some of the people that are brand new to that actual concept might not know what it is. Do you want to talk about what this PFR tool that you've had in development for quite some time is and why it's going to be a game changer when it comes to Amazon? So PFR stands for purchase frequency rank, and it means exactly what it sounds like it means in relation to uh, search frequency ranks. So we know that Amazon essentially ranks every keyword with a search frequency rank based on how frequently it's searched. Uh, the thing is, is, SFR isn't necessarily an indication of sales because while most searches are purchase intent, A, most shoppers don't only use one search. They follow rabbit trails or they do multiple searches. And then B, most shoppers don't go to the platform and purchase right away. So that means a lot of searches are happening that don't end in a sale that day. With that, this is all going to affect what that SFR number looks like. And that isn't going to mean that the proportion of SFR is, is even remotely equal to the, the purchase. So purchase frequency rank is what shows you the keywords that are resulting in a purchase. These are essentially the most purchase intent keywords that you can find. And there will be a difference between that rank and SFR, and that's why it's so valuable. We've been working on this tool for so long because it is, it's complex. How to come up with it, how to find it, how to tweak it and make it right. It's a lot more complex than uh, I think a lot of us had originally anticipated. But because of our dedication to quality, we're not, you know, looking to push something out half-ass. So we're making sure that this stuff works. We're testing it against proven data from, you know, uh, ourselves and colleagues that are allowing their information to be shared just to make sure that what we're giving people is truly a list of purchase intent keywords that they can optimize for in their First and foremost, their PPC, and then in their promotion strategy, and then finally in their SEO, that will ideally lead to a market increase in the amount of sales that they make, whether they're already on top of the game or they're just launching. Like The end result is ideally that these keywords lead to a percent increase in sales, which is obviously going to be more profit. And, and that's our end goal. Right. And so, you know, Anthony, I'm oh, so sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask before you asked him, Howard, I just wanted people to know where they can find more information about where exactly can people find more information about this tool if they wanted to have access to this data? 
So we do have a, a services page for PFR on the signalytics.ai website right now. It tells you a little bit about it, but the best, the, the, the best results are going to come from actually running a report. And we've decided to go ahead and let the first report be free. So when the tool is live and anybody that's attended a PPE event will actually have access to it before anybody else does. But as soon as we're able to, with confidence, put that out there, we're going to let people run it for themselves. And then you will see without having to, you know, look at all the marketing speak on the website, you'll see for yourself, like what it is that we're delivering. And then hopefully use that information and test against it and be convinced and then want more. So um, from your last talk, you were talking about some Pinterest ads. Have you, is, is there anything else that you actually found any new uh, theories or new findings that you can talk about? So based on my tests and based on tests from, from other people, we found that, uh, all right, the share links on your, on your Amazon listing, there seems to be some intent behind that. If you do a share link that says other, it doesn't appear that it's as powerful. And the other is where you would do Instagram. For example, we tested that against Instagram. You know, there's obviously some, some result there, but not anything that's like, okay, this is clearly giving it an edge. Pinterest does still seem to have more power than that. And that's when you use the Pinterest uh, share link and then you put it on a Pinterest post and then you run your traffic through Pinterest uh, because Amazon appears to value, I, I guess because Pinterest users tend to come to the platform and shop, they value that more. And that's the reason why there isn't an Instagram share button. So I would say that that's definitely viable. Obviously, the Google stuff is a little bit more powerful, but if you, you know, I, the name of the game is diversifying. Uh, now, as far as ads are concerned, so I've been doing a lot of tests on this, and unfortunately, it's, it's actually really weird. People on Facebook are conditioned to totally be okay with this idea of a rebate. People on Pinterest and Snapchat are very resistant. But I have found, and this is, this is actually really, will probably be really helpful. Snapchat, because their ad platform, because their ads, uh, their ad platform has such good targeting and their audience, millennials who utilize e-commerce a lot, Snapchat's actually, the ads there is actually a great place for e-commerce. They might not necessarily respond to rebate ads, but when running coupon ads on there, it actually outperforms my Facebook ads, uh, which is, I mean, that was a shocker. So it, when you're diversifying your promotions, if you do coupon uh, deals, I would definitely recommend testing Snapchat ads because they'll probably perform really well there, especially if you have your targeting down. And they do accept custom audiences too. So if you have your buyer list uh, emails, then you can actually create a customer audience and then create a lookalike. Same way you do on Facebook on Snapchat. Amazing. Yeah, that's, that's really amazing information. So one other thing, Anthony, that uh, we did talk about earlier, again, going back to Signalytics, I just wanted to let people know, I, I as the MC get certain perks. And one of those perks is I've actually already seen some of the reports that they actually come out with. And I will say to people out there, me being an Amazon seller, they've been absolutely almost game changing for the information, the, the data that I get to have. So I will kind of 
that's a teaser for you guys. Uh, it's not too much of a spoiler, but just a teaser. So you will be thrilled to make sure you do get over to that URL Anthony mentioned. And again, as I said before, since I've, I've got this like squirrel syndrome where as soon as a squirrel runs out in front of me, I chase it and then I forget what the heck idea I had. Anthony, there's something that I wanted to ask you from a, a purely, it's purely selfish perspective. Obviously I'm using you to get the data in your mind. And I'm sure a lot of people are probably thinking this though. Can you tell us a little bit more about the rebates now and the testing that you've been doing with ManyChat and what you've seen? So definitely the key now seems to be diverting traffic around. Without going into too much detail, just because the sequences and flows are proprietary and learning about how, so obviously external traffic is good, but Amazon still relies a lot on their internal traffic too, right? They have all of these rabbit trails as Howard likes to call them for a reason. So I'm learning that there are certain rabbit trails that you can send people down on the Amazon platform before you get them to buy your product. And that accelerates ranking benefits dramatically. Like, I mean, more so than I've ever seen before. So there's still a lot to be done there. But the moral of the story is these chatbot flows, basically it's not about like running people through hoops. Literally you set it up like, Hey, you know, we're a small company and we're trying to get your, your ideas or, 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 you know, doing market research or whatever. We need you to go do this first. And then you have them perform certain activity, uh, whether it be on Amazon or off, off of Amazon and that activity, whatever it is, counts for something when they finally end up on your listing and they make a purchase. Amazon looks at either the, the rabbit trails they followed on their own website or the refer from where they came from off of Amazon. And when it, it all looks organic and it all looks like people were, were spending time on the Amazon website and they were interested in finding a product that would really meet their needs and they found it and they bought it and that sends a signal, hence, you know, Signalytics, that's what we're all about, that sends the signal to Amazon that this product needs ranking. So, so far, chatbots are the most effective way that I've found to do that. We are working on a solution that exists outside of chatbots um, that's accessible to people that may not necessarily use Messenger because believe it or not, there are some people that don't use Messenger. But that's been a challenge just because uh, nothing really works the way that the chatbot does. And then eventually... Messenger is going to merge with Instagram private messaging and WhatsApp. And then there'll be less of a reason to, to want to go outside of, of it. But obviously we're always going to innovate regardless. But as long as you can control the flow of that conversation and then get people to, and then I'll give you this advice too. The more, the more organic you can make the interaction, right? Cause it all seems like manipulation, but it's really not like if you can get them to organically go and go here and look at this and tell us what you think or tell us what you find or what, you know, what aspects of this uh, are, are, are best for you as a shopper, the more you can actually integrate organic activity into that flow, uh, the better it's going to work. And that's, what's been working like gangbusters for us. Yeah, that was all pretty amazing. Like I, for one say that I'm, I'm a, really hardcore user of chatbots. And as most people are saying out there, the actual 
their ability to rank is slowly kind of deteriorating, particularly with the, with the traffic coming from Facebook, because everyone right now is doing it. Everybody that's been in the business a while and, and knows what to do is doing it. But as we talked about, Anthony is part of the next generation of chatbotters, which are using all these social signals from all different, different places, like way different places. Like you talked about Snapchat, you talked about Pinterest, you talked about a lot of things that I've not even touched. So I'm definitely excited for any updates that you have on that, that you could actually speak about at the event. And I'm sure that many people out there are as well, because like I said, a lot of people just like to wait and see what happens and then kind of react. So we kind of let the pioneers go forth. And, you know, sometimes that's great if you're somebody like Anthony who can weather the storm. But, you know, sometimes the first pioneers that landed, who knows, on America, they could have gotten eaten by a bear or something, you know. So I'm kind of like, mouse gets the cheese. <laughs> so I'm waiting for Anthony to go do all the, the dirty work and the heavy work. And then I'll just come in and, and you know, figure things out later. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are fine with that, too. But any last words from you, Anthony, before we say goodbye to you? I think you've actually kind of been amazing. And I think that the amount of things that you could speak about at the next event is like pretty much like it's like limitless. We might even just do a poll for the audience and make it a lot easier for you. That way, one of the several different things that you just talked about right now are all things that could be very fascinating topics, in my opinion. Right on. Um, for parting words, I would just say, you know, if you're, if you're trying to, if you're in this space and you're anything like me and you're trying to innovate on, on what the next best move for your brand would be, you know, focusing on like one ranking hack obviously isn't going to take the whole business there. So you really want to think about how does Amazon look at this? If we're just talking about Amazon, Amazon is very focused on the customer journey. So if they're focused on that, then how do you stay two steps ahead of them? How can you have as much control over the customer journey as possible? And if you think in terms of that, then you'll start thinking ahead of, all right, what can we do next, right? So part of the customer journey maybe is their social interactions. One thing we haven't even tested and touched yet is, I mean, we've started to, but we're not fully into yet, is customer interactions with influencers, right? And not just like, hey, I paid somebody with 100 million followers on YouTube to do a promo video. Like literally how do users find these influencers? What influencers are they finding? And what does it take for them to to listen to a recommendation? How can you have some control over that? There's a million different directions you can go with that line of thinking. But if you think that way, you will always be two steps ahead of algorithm changes. So I want to part with that. Yeah, amazing. Thanks so much for that. That was great information. Howie, let's get some parting words for you, from you. You haven't said too much. Let's bring up you and what's going on in that mind of yours. I know well, that you drinks and Howie. The only way that we usually get Howie to speak and not stop speaking is I tell you something. With a couple shots of tequila, we're not going to be able to get Howie to shut up. Next time around, we might just bring on the tequila here. I got some Don Julio that I'm going to ship you. Um. Actually, uh, my first time meeting Anthony, I believe, is, was at one of Mike's event. We actually, I actually gave him a bottle of alcohol. Remember that, Anthony? He was like ready to get, he grabbed that alcohol with Danny as well. I think Brian Johnson was there too. So I gave it to him and then he was like, I think they went to like a, a side, like a little club or something like that. And then somehow, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what happened, but after, after that, I think they did when they were drinking a lot or something i don't know but yeah he 
he drinks any parties. He's like dances, so it's really cool. He likes to dance. I really like that. He's like uh, Bradley, <laughs> another Bradley with his zumbo or whatever it is he does. But I, going back, he also came to my first mastermind. I think it was like in Sunjun, like in 2018, like when I created my had my first mastermind. Joshua was there, and then Anthony was there. So it, when he was talking at that. It was more like a share a hack kind of thing at that time. And then it, and then he did a really good job on sharing something that was really interesting to other people. So I'm interested in to see what he has to say for this time around on the PPE 2.0. He also, like from the last event that he was at as well, he's a speaker. He taught us a lot of crazy stuff. So a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of people like wanted to like, just listen to what Anthony had to say. I believe Kevin King was one of them and other other people were like very fascinated too with uh, what Anthony had to say. So I'm, I'm, I believe a lot of people would be interested to hear what Anthony have to say again. So if you guys are interested, please come and join us. Yeah, absolutely. I was bombarded with texts and emails like, Oh, where, how can I get Anthony's slides? People were like ravenous animals trying to get those slides. But I, I know that people are, some people are listening to us. Some people are watching us. I know that people are watching us. The people that are listening to us, they obviously didn't see the smile on Howie's eyes when we talked about alcohol and clubbing. Those are two of his favorite activities. And you will see the real Howie come out when you take him out to either of those two. So as soon as we do get out of our houses, you guys keep that in mind. Alcohol and clubbing are the two keys to his heart. Uh, you saw him light up like a Christmas tree on Christmas Eve night waiting for Santa to come around. So all right, Howie, uh, well, thank you guys so much. If you want to find out more about attending the second annual ever Professor's Pandemic event, go to howardtie.com forward slash PPE, the number two. Again, that's howardtie.com forward slash PPE, the number two, to find out more information about attending the second annual ever Professor's Pandemic event. Now, remember, typically those events cost upwards of $13,000. However, this, since we're closed off, we're quarantined, we can't do that much. Obviously, I'm in Florida, so we kind of go against what the whole rest of the world does. We still party no matter what. But the rest of you guys who are kind of stir crazy and sick and tired of just being at home alone, join us live for the live stream where you can attend, as I tell people, usually even in your underwear. We won't even see your face if you don't want to show it. We won't see anything you can have. You can be sporting the fro like I usually rock the fro. You can do whatever in the heck you want. And it's in the comfort of your own home. Not only we we have speeches by 13 of the brightest and most brilliant Amazon marketing minds out there and overall just e-commerce minds, but we will also have Q&As and interaction with the speakers as well as we interact with each other. So like I said, you're going to get to meet the people that are attending there, get to mastermind with them, talk with them about the Amazon business world and how you can improve your business. So a lot of people that attended the previous event, we have a lot of testimonials at that page. If you want to go to that page, howardtie.com forward slash PPE.2. So I, for one, am super fired up. I cannot wait for November 9th and 10th in the comfort of my own home. And Howie, Anthony, it's been as usual, so much fun. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next one and everyone else. We'll see you soon. Take care. Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon.